Your day has just begun. But for DJ and PK, they're just hitting their stride. It's time for all your headlines from the night in sports. As DJ and PK tell you what's trending. Are you ready? On 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Hashtag Utah Jazz. We've been here before at the beginning of the year, so now it's a matter of just finding a way. You know, we have, you know, this was this was a, a good sign, you know, after the past three games. But you know, obviously we want to win. But you know, it's, it's, it's we just got to continue to stay locked in and stay focused. There's Donovan Mitchell, the Jazz, and the Wizards tonight. Normally, you wouldn't give this game a thought, but the Jazz have lost four in a row, all at home. Two of them to really bad teams. Certainly lottery teams losing records. Nine games under 500. I don't know. Maybe you don't think they're really bad. And here comes a worse team. The Wizards. Ninth in the East. 15 games under 500. A miserable 7-21 and 21 on the road. They win 25% of the road games. In a normal situation, these guys shouldn't come within 15 points of the Jazz. Vegas has the line at 10. Everybody here would take a 10-point win. I think a lot of people here would take a one-point win right now. Must win. Do not lose five straight home games. Come on now. There are issues. We can talk about them as the show progresses. Some are obvious. Some are over the horizon a little bit. But there's still talent here. Now, there may not be the talent to get into the conference finals, to even get into the top quarter of the league. This is a team that has been stuck ranked, you know, I don't know, if you had to rank them out, what would you say, 7, 8, 9, 10, somewhere in there? And maybe maybe they're 9, 10, 11, 12 or something. But these are the Wizards, people. They're 7 and 21 on the road. They're worse than the Suns. They're worse than the Spurs. And those were bad losses. And this team is worse. Better be a W. In the words of Donovan Mitchell's Twitter feed, let's go! Haven't lost five straight coming out of the All-Star break since 1993. Full credit to Matt Coma, Channel 2 sports staff, for looking that up. I was brand new when that happened. That was my first year. They hosted the All-Star game. Stockton and Malone were co-All-Stars. Everybody was on a high. And then, ah, Mark Eaton got hurt that year. That was a problem. Undersized Mike Brown, the brown bear, had to go in there and block shots. And that wasn't, uh, yeah, it was different. Gave up a bunch of points, didn't win 50. Come on, Jazz. Let's go. It's the Wizards. DJ and PK. Hashtag NBA. Lakers rout the Warriors as they keep closing in now on the number one seed in the West. Seems like a foregone conclusion to me. They're five and a half games clear of second place Denver. Six and a half clear of the Clippers. PK had that stat yesterday. The Clippers, when they have their starters, which has happened like seven or eight times all year long, when they have their whole group, they're undefeated. So look at the standings and look at the seedings, but sometimes you got to look at the story behind the numbers, and the story behind the numbers is the Clippers. Now, who's to say maybe they won't have all their guys for the playoffs? But I just have the sneaking suspicion they will. And that will be a Titanic series. If the Clippers slip a little bit, they'll be four. They're only a game in front of the fourth-place Rockets. They're also only a game behind the second-place Nuggets. The only other game in the NBA involving a team from the West in the playoff race, the Thunder, 
beat the Kings 112 to 108. Thunder were down 19. Came back to win that game and move a half game in front of the Jazz. They're now fifth, and the Jazz are now sixth. They played one extra game and they've won it. And the Blazers, I don't know if you consider them in the playoff race, but they're nowhere near the Jazz. They're three games behind Memphis, ninth in the West, and they got beat by the Pacers 106 100. Joel Embiid's going to miss at least a week with his sprained left shoulder, but examinations revealed no structural damage. And the Minnesota Timberwolves were fined $25,000 for violating the league's player resting policy, marking the first time the league has enforced the load management rules put in place in 2017. They sat D'Angelo Russell, a healthy player, under the policy in their road game at Denver. And the NBA taking a page out of the NCAA's book. You know, the legendary line from Jerry Tarkanian, the NCAA was so mad at Kentucky, they put Western Kentucky on probation. That's a funny line that has stood the test of time. And there's players resting all over the league. And D'Angelo Russell and the Timberwolves are the ones who get busted. Okay. Nuggets and Clippers tonight, 8.30 ESPN after the Jazz game. If you're looking for a game to watch, the second and third place team in the West, that ought to be a pretty good game. And the Jazz, for all their troubles, only three games behind the Clippers, four behind the Nuggets. If they could get their act together and get rolling... They're still within shouting distance, but of course, that's a massive if, and I know some of you are giggling and slapping the steering wheel right now. <laughs> that's <laughs> funny, the DJ. In the Nuggets. What are you talking about? Well, you could just watch it because it'd be a good game, too. There's that. Or you know what? Never mind. DJ and PK. Hashtag college basketball. BYU wraps up the regular season. Pepperdine tomorrow, 4 o'clock, CBS Sports Network. I guess the question is, will they have a letdown? They've had a week. Everybody walking around campus, everybody telling them how good they are. Man, you took down Gonzaga. You're the best. Joe lenardi has got him as a sixth seed in the tournament right now. They're in. They're just playing for seeding. Beat Pepperdine. Don't give anything away here. Beat Pepperdine. Be the two seed. You wouldn't play again until you face St. Mary's. You really have to thank Gonzaga for that. You don't have to play any more low-seeded upset potential game. You know, you, you get St. Mary's. I guess St. Mary's is a three-seed. So could lose to the six. They have to win And they could game. see a Pepperdine or a USF maybe. But you'd be the two-seed. You'd be all set up. You'd be in the semis. Beat Pepperdine. Pepperdine is okay. Nine and four at home. But 15 and 14 overall. Eight and seven in the conference. Be what you ought to get this. Utah State's in Albuquerque tomorrow. Joe Lenardi's got them as a 10 seed. Not even in a play-in game. They have moved well inside. Now, not all that far. I mean, you can mess it up. They're in Albuquerque in the pit, and I know that sounds good. And back in the day, there were some great teams, and they do not have a great team this year. They do not even have really a mediocre team. This is a C-minus, D-plus version of New Mexico. 17-13 and 13 overall. 6-11 and 11 in the league. Now, they're good in the pit at 14-3, and three, but... You know, they play a bunch of nobodies early in the year, and they've had that total. This team is 6-11 in the league. And ironically, if the Aggies win this, they'll be the two seed, and they should win it. And there's a decent chance they would play New Mexico. They might play Fresno State, but they'll probably play New Mexico again in the quarterfinals. Ought to be a win. Keep taking care of business, Utah State. Both Utah State and BYU looking for their 24th wins on Saturday. That game's on CBS Sports Network at 8. BYU's on CBS Sports Network at 4. College basketball in the Pac-12. The Utes are in Berkeley to face Cal. Did you see what Cal did? What a night in the Pac-12. Cal beat Colorado. The scramble continues. Three teams are in for sure. I think they'll get a fourth, maybe a fifth. Now, there's seven teams in the hunt. 
but it seems a tad optimistic to think they're all going to get in. But Cal certainly helped themselves by beating Colorado, and the L.A. schools came through, USC and UCLA. USC took down Arizona, and UCLA ended Arizona State's seven-game win streak. So now, winners of 10 of their last 12, your UCLA Bruins are tied, tied for first for place first. with Oregon. And UCLA is one of those bubble teams trying to play their way in. And they're getting there. And they're still not there yet. they got to keep going. They took down Arizona State. They got Arizona on the weekend. Colorado is now fourth a game back. And the Cal Golden Bears are 6-9 and nine and 12-6 and six team. So they're not going anywhere. But they're a half game in front of the Utes. And they'll play, and this is eight versus nine. These two, they'll have to see what else happens, but these two could meet again in the first round of the conference tournament. So Cal's a young team that's getting better at the end of the season. Isn't everybody a young team anymore? Don't you have to play your freshmen and sophomores if they're any good? Who goes to college to sit? The good players don't even want to go to college. What they just want to go to the... I mean, everybody's young. Now, you got to say Oregon's got Pritchard over there, and he has played four years. But so you have a guy exception. like that. But everybody has to play young guys. Now, granted, you don't have to maybe play four or five at a time, although Arizona's pretty young. Everybody's young. BYU and Peyton Pritchard are kind of the exception. Yeah, than BYU the really is an outlier with all those seniors. Yeah. But it's a one-off. They're going to be gone, Correct. and the rebuild is on, mm-hmm. and it's not like they're going to the top three scorers are going to be seniors next year. Yeah. I think that that we are young story is way more common than anything else. All right, DJ and PK. Hashtag college football. New Colorado football coach Carl Durrell keeping four assistants from Mel Tucker's staff. Uh, It makes sense, I guess. Now, you wonder about the loyalty issue to him, but hey, people want to have jobs and the coach moved on. And here's one for you. He didn't take you with him. I mean, he's got a lot more money. He can hire whoever he wants, and apparently he didn't want you. And I think the upside to taking them is they were recruiting well. So they built some ties. And the other thing is Darrell's been in the NFL, so he doesn't necessarily have ties with recruiters. And the Chiaverini guy that he kept on, the interim coach, has been the recruiting coordinator for some time now. And so it makes sense. You don't have a ready-made, built-out network, and there are guys in place who look like they were doing a pretty good job. And assistants are all year to year anyway, so you test drive them, it doesn't work, you know, you make a move in a year. And they may make their move in a year too, so there's nothing permanent about college football. Remember ASU going in, keeping the coordinators? Whoop! That plan went out the window pretty fast. Coordinators move on. It's just the way it works now. DJ and PK. Hashtag NFL. At this point, I'd be stunned if he returns to New England, to be, to be very blunt about it. And I understand that people don't necessarily want to accept it. Even those close to Brady still sit there and say, yeah, but you'll walk into Bill Belichick's office. He'll lay out this master plan and all will be well again. I got to tell you, I get no sense that, that Brady is thinking that way. Instead, very much so looking toward free agency. It is not as if Tom Brady is flirting with the possibility of free agency so we can ultimately come back with the Patriots. He is absolutely looking forward to free agency. That's Jeff Darlington of ESPN. Brady to the Raiders, Brady to the Cowboys, Brady to the Chargers, Brady to the Colts, on down the list, the Bucks, whoever. Tennessee, float any rumor you want. Tom Brady's looking. 
I mean, he sold the house a year ago. That was kind of a sign, wasn't it? His trainer also sold his house, too. So here's the thing with the Patriots. Why get why move on from Tom Brady? You don't think you can do it anymore. There's that. You think you have the next guy. Remember, they thought Garoppolo was the next guy, but they wanted to stick with Brady, so they moved Garoppolo to San Francisco, and it worked off in that window. Did they win the Super Bowl again, or did they not? So it worked out. But if they don't think they can win it now, they got to tear down and do a rebuild, then let him go. And the offense was a little short on impact players at the skill positions. On the other hand, they built that team by getting discounts. Hey, you want a ring? You got to play for a little less, but you can be playing with Tom Brady. And look at this team. What does this mean for Kyle Van Oy, the former Cougar? Should you go get a payday somewhere else? I mean, the Patriots don't hand out paydays. We know that. You can go get a bigger payday somewhere else. You're not going to get a ring in New England. It's the end of an era. It's not just Brady leaving, but it's everything it signifies. I think that is uh, bigger. And, man, if you're if you're the Bills, the Jets, or the Dolphins, and you've done pretty much nothing for two decades, you got to appreciate having a chance to win the division, maybe get a good seed. Or Belichick is a witch. <laughs> and he waves his wand and conjures up an elite team out of nothing. We will all watch to see if that happens. Hey, former Arizona State punter Michael Turk, 225-pound bench press. How many reps can you do? He put up 25 reps. I mean, he's just showing off at this point. I don't know what you get for this. It's a nice line on your Wikipedia page, but you're a punter. But 25 reps? I think Moss did 19. Zach Moss, former U. And he is a beast. And you got to be careful when you're running back because beast mode is Marshawn Lynch, right? So that's a pretty high level. But 19 people are hooting and hollering standing around the bench. 19 is good. The Turk did 25. I mean, I don't know what you get for that, but that's Yeah, I did every wide receiver and all but one tight end. That's uh, spectacular. And uh, wide receiver Henry Ruggs III, the fastest man alive. That used to be a thing when track was a thing, but that was before everyone stopped paying attention because they're all drugged up. But he ran a 4.27 40-yard dash to the Combine. The record's 4-2-2, so Henry Ruggs III is blazing fast. If your favorite team needs a speed receiver, or if your favorite fantasy team does, see where he goes. DJ and PK. Hashtag RSL. RSL opens the season tomorrow in Orlando. New coach, new goalkeeper in Orlando, starting over there. It's former FC Dallas coach. We had them in the playoffs four times in five years. Orlando hasn't been very good. And RSL's never won there. They've blown leads twice there. Scored first two years ago there and got beaten. Had a two-goal lead four years ago and gave up two goals in stoppage time. That was horrific. Will they do it now? Will they defend as well as they defended it the last season? That's the, I think, the gazillion-dollar question. Because when you defend the way they were defending... You're going to be good. They gave up 15 goals in the last 20 games. But New Year, New Mojo, that stuff doesn't automatically carry over. There have been some guys injured, and so conditioning becomes a factor, and I think the uh, it'll be interesting to see what the attack looks like. Who do they think can go 30 minutes? Who do they think can go 60? Who do they think can go 90? And the answer to that will be revealed Saturday. I think Rusnik can go 90. Beyond that, I'm not placing any bet. Oh, Demir Krylock can. I was going to say Demir? 
Yeah, I think he's been good. Uh, but there's some other guys. You know, how much are we going to see Justin Miram? How's that going to work out? How much are we going to see Corey Baird? But Giuseppe Rossi. There are questions all over the roster. All right, DJ and PK, that's tomorrow, 4 o'clock on uh, KMYU and the KSL TV app. And I still can't believe I say that out loud. It's classic. All right, DJ and PK, what is trending? Brought to you by Shamrock Plumbing. Receive a free reverse osmosis system with the purchase of any water softener in Shamrock Plumbing. 801-295-1690. That's Shamrock Plumbing. All right, coming up. Kyle Gunther talking spring football at 8 o'clock. Jay Drew talking Cougar spring football at 9. Utes at 8. Cougars at 9. David Locke, the jazz, voice of the jazz at 8.30. PK had to go to a wedding. Supposed to check in with us. He'll do that next. DJ and PK at 97.5. You think he'll do that next or am I optimistic there? I contacted him. We'll see. Okay. DJ and PK at 97.5. Yuck made a face. DJ and PK at 97.5 at 1280 The Zone. Is Tony Parks and Austin Horton? Uh, yeah, my voice took a hit. My voice took a hit once or twice a year. That's the worst when your voice is like it takes a shot. You go to meet people and they look at you and they're like, "What is the matter with you?" It's like, well, I mean, obviously this is not how I sound usually. Could you do the produce preakness like that? Hey, coming around the apple, around the left field wall, and we're gonna get through this. <laughs> and now here comes the corner of the cob, fighting all the way to the finish line. Banana trips over the mound, and it's gonna be the apple. Is the victor? <laughs> and, uh, congratulations to the apple corner. The Corbin second, carrot is in third. Yeah, it's about what it would sound like. Tony Parks and Austin Horton, weekdays from ten to noon on 97.5-1280 The Zone in the Zone Sports Network. DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 12:80 The Zone. We're brought to you in part by Zero Res, leaving no dirt attracting residues behind. Your carpets stay clean longer. Schedule your cleaning today for just $33 per room. Fourth room free. Check them out online at ZeroResSaltLake.com or call 801-288-9376. PK checking in. Patrick, how are you? Never. I never. Yeah, I was thinking about the... I was thinking that the Jazz needs to get zero res out and get get themselves a whole makeover and reduce and release all the residue that's been in the program. You know, I'm up for anything that works. And if that means zero res has to go out there and clean the court or all of the courts because they've got the different courts with the different colors, I'm I'm totally in favor of that. What do you got to lose? <laughs> Another ball game, I guess. <laughs> right. They need a fresh they need a fresh start. They need to. They need a makeover. They, need, you know, in baseball, sometimes when you go in big slumps, they'll they'll burn the bats or <laughs> they'll take all the names and just yeah. pluck them out of a hat to create the batting order. Uh, you, you can't really do that. That's an extreme. But they they gotta somehow just come out with a complete and total new look like it's January 1st and these are New Year's resolutions or something. I don't know if it's possible, but somehow they've got to just get out of their mind that the All-Star break actually happened. It's just erased the last two weeks. Any mind game that you can play with yourself to turn this around, I mean, it'd be ridiculous and it doesn't matter. My guy, who you like to give me a hard time about all the time, Don Coriel. <laughs> they lost a big game once, and this was before. This is when my dad was falling before I even knew what was going on. And they lost a big game once. And this is not in an era when like 
uh, apparel companies were just throwing jerseys at you, and you had a different jersey for every game. And they came back, and they put the jerseys on the ground in the parking lot, and they poured gas on them and lit them on fire. Now, that's a stupid thing. It has nothing to do with the game, but they went on a big winning streak. And if that stupid thing somehow makes people laugh and breaks the tension or makes them think different, it, it's uh, a big chunk of this is mental. I mean, a little bit of it's physical and tactics and X's and O's and all that, but a big chunk of this is mental. Uh, you know, if Houston's figured out something about the way the Jazz defend and how Houston can get around that, that's great. But just because Houston can pull it off doesn't mean that Phoenix and San Antonio should. And guess what? They're playing the Wizards, and the Wizards are worse. The Wizards are 15 games under 500. The other guys have been about 10 games under 500. This is, you were wishing for this a few days ago. You wanted somebody like Cleveland coming in, and Cleveland's actually on the schedule next week. Uh, this is this is as close to Cleveland as you're going to get. 15 games under 500 is a long way under. Yeah, they have a real legitimate opportunity in my mind to have a three-game winning streak here with Washington, Cleveland, and the Knicks. In fact, it, because of what happened these past uh, few days here and few games, I think it's imperative that you go on a three-game winning streak. And in my mind, there's zero reason. I just don't see any reason. These, this team has been punched in the gut. It's been floored, if you want to go boxing analogy. But... I mean, you have got to get back up. And by the, uh, was it Wednesday night? You better be screaming Adrian into the crowd. and She better be running up to you to give you a big hug. And the theme from Rocky should be playing because you've risen from the canvas and you're still standing. I mean, they've got to get a three-game winning streak here. Well, it starts first with Washington. 7 o'clock tonight. Will... We'll see, as everyone likes to say. You know, I think that, uh, and I know we'll get to this here later in the segment, the uh, Pac-12 had a crazy night of basketball. And I was thinking about that, and I was thinking about the Jazz, and I thinking, you know, Quinn Snyder, uh, he says this all the time, and it's kind of trite and obvious, and every once in a while he almost apologizes for saying it, and then he says it anyway, because it is true. You have to constantly be getting better. And you look at what Cal did to Colorado, and you look at the run UCLA and Arizona State have been on here over the last few weeks, and you think they weren't great. You have to constantly be getting better. And the league might be adapting to some of the stuff the Jazz are doing, and you just got to tweak what you're doing. You have to just, you, you got to improve. You have to constantly get better because everybody else is too. And especially when you've been down like this. You just start it. you just, it's, uh, you got to let the, let out your inner jersey, PK. You got to keep grinding. Wait, I don't really care what jersey they wear. I know that's been a big deal, <laughs> but, uh, you know, I'm not really interested in that. But I mean, let's, let's just face facts, man. Bog, Boganovich is going to have a great game. I don't know if it's going to be tonight. I don't know when it's going to be, but he's going to have a great game. He's been in this league too long, and he's too good to be shooting one of eight too long. So you know that it's coming, and that mindset is you should be able to be so free and loose now because now everybody thinks you suck anyway. And It's like, oh, my gosh, Conley, it's the worst trade they ever made relative to the money he's making, and they're never getting anything out of him, and you know they want to bench him, they want to do this, they want to do that. And so the guys seem to like Conley. And so why not just pick up your game and just squash all that talk about all that stuff, even though he's not playing that poorly at all. I mean, his last five games of playing basketball have been pretty close to what he's been giving you for many, many years. But the whole idea is that, man, you're slipping and and Oklahoma City was down big to the Kings last night and Mm -hmm. they won. So they're on your heels. In fact, they're going to pass you. It's only a matter of time before they... Yeah, with that win, they did. Uh, I mean, just 
in terms of getting like a three or four game lead, I know their percentage points a bit ahead of them and all that stuff. So right now, you know, the whole, you can, you can spin it. The, nobody believes in those, the world's against us. You can easily go that way. I mean, you've created the situation where people are doubting you. It's not like you were uh, winning and people were still doubting you. No, you put them in the position of doubting you. So it's on you either way, but why not come out and just be free and loose and just go have fun? I mean, this is basketball. It shouldn't be that much pressure and all that type of thing. And I'm expecting it. I really am. I'm expecting it tonight. I'm expecting it to happen to where maybe they're not as good as we thought. All right, fine. But they're certainly not this bad. Yeah, and to your point about Bogdanovich, it's the same stuff we said about Conley when he was struggling early in the year. You largely are who you are, which means Conley's going to have a good stretch and his numbers are going to start going up. I said the same thing about Joe Ingles. Joe Ingles shot 30% for a long time, and then he shot 50 for a while, and look at this. His numbers are back about where they're supposed to be. Conley's had this good five-game run, but since the All-Star break, Bogdanovich, 10 of 41 shooting, less than 25%. And he's uh, 3 of 17 from 3, which is about 16%. So he's got to do better than that. He's got to give him something. And, and he will. Yeah. And, and when that happens, they'll win. Now the question is, did it happen tonight? Who knows? Because neither one of us would have predicted the last four games. Yeah, I can't say specifically when it's going to happen, but it's going to happen. And if it happens tonight against the Wizards, I have zero surprise and it may be, you know, he doesn't go for 30, but he starts to get better and he starts to play with more confidence. We asked Joe, was it yesterday, about playing with confidence because that confidence issue always amazes me at the pro level. You would think these guys would just be brimming with confidence every time because they're one of 450 players in the entire world who's in the best league. So just by definition, you ought to just be a cocky, you know what, because you made it, man. <laughs> and, and But no, Joe's talking about how they are obviously human and their confidence does come and go a little bit but just hit a couple of shots and I don't need I don't think he needs to, to, to see the ball go in the hoop and then have confidence he just needs to make a shot and keep shooting keep doing your thing because you've got a track record it'll come you're not going to all of a sudden here go on a, a 25 game just ultimate lousy streak of your life it's just not going to happen man it's not going to happen so have a fresh attitude be loose don't think the world is on your shoulders all that types of type of stuff and just go out there and play ball maybe maybe first possession rudy shoot a three or something make him loose <laughs> rudy shoots a three <laughs> why not it's just, yeah, just go globe trotter, spread the floor. Nobody's inside the three-point line. Guys are out 30 feet from the hoop. And, and Rudy's in the half-court circle, and he just launches one. Yeah, you know, then maybe Shay should do one of these things where uh, they mix up the buckets and they go running into the crowd. And, and I don't know if they've ever done this. And they think that the, the lady in the front row thinks that water's coming her way. And it turns out it's only confetti. You know, I don't know if they've ever done that gag, but they should try it. That might be funny. I wish I'd seen that sometime. Yeah. As long as we're talking confidence, uh, Tim Lacombe who uh, is on the Jazz pre-half and post-game shows, a former uh, BYU assistant coach, and he worked on the staff at Utah before that. Uh, he said 10 days before the BYU-Gonzaga game, BYU's going to win that game. And when it got closer, he was texting me that they're going to win by 10, and then he texted 15 and ended up right in between there. He has also said Pepperdine's got trap game written all over it. Overconfidence can be an issue. Pepperdine's not good, but they're not bad. So he's definitely put up, and this is a guy who was like just pounding the drum. They are going to beat Gonzaga. 
And, you know, you hear that stuff and you want to believe it's true, but then you look at Gonzaga and think, really? They've lost one game all year. So how much do you buy that the Cougars might be a little overconfident going into Pepperdine and be at risk for an upset? Uh, maybe maybe 25%. Okay, that's significant. I mean, that's something. That's not nothing. BYU still ought to pull yeah. it off. Yeah. Uh, I think they got, uh, what, if I say 25 25- They win that game 25%, so they win that game three times out of four. Yes, you take those odds, but you got to go in with the, uh, the eyes wide open there and know that uh, you could be in trouble at three out of four. Three out of four, plausible. And looking at Pepperdine's record and their home record, that's, that's probably about right. It's, 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 if the Cougars pull that off, and get that win, and clinch that two seed, then they are set for the conference tournament. And I, I really want to see BYU and Gonzaga the third time. Uh, they have played two really good games. I, I, <laughs> I'll be so disappointed if it's anything else. And you got to assume Gonzaga will hold up their end of the bargain because they always win their semifinal. I mean, that just, that just seems routine. They usually win the whole thing. But... That third game, I think, would be epic. Gonzaga would be so up for it after what happened. And that's the thing is, depending on how BYU does against Pepperdine and the momentum they take into the tournament, that third meeting, assuming it happens, would be glorious. And you would be in Vegas for it, which would be epic. Yeah, absolutely. I think BYU just has to do their thing, and they'll be fine here. And they'll go into the tournament with some momentum. So speaking of the tournament, I'm talking about Vegas first. Worry about the NCAA tournament later. So, you know, it's, uh, there isn't much different between, between, difference between college basketball teams, and uh, crazy things happen all the time. But watching uh, USC and UCLA pick up those wins last night over the Arizona schools, and USC throwing in a 75-footer at the half, does anything scream, it's your night? Like finishing the half on like a 7-0 run and hitting a, hitting a three from the opposite three-point line, and it should have been a four-point play. He was fouled. He had a guy falling into his legs. He was open, man. You got to shoot that shot in that situation. Okay, Coach. Thanks for that. (laughs) (laughs) But you do because the clock is running out. (laughs) Yeah, Arizona just has a bad offense, and plus they were missing one of their freshmen. They got three very good freshmen, and and one of them wasn't playing. And so, talk about pressure. Once you sign on to play basketball at the University of Arizona, you're immediately inviting all sorts of pressure. And I mean, I know what I've been there. I know a lot of people there. And, and you know, as opposed to SC, you know, they're a football school. You know what I mean? Yep. And so, my gosh, you're you're expected to get to the Sweet 16 and compete for the Elite Eight, if not the Final Four. And you got these three freshmen who are supposed to be all that first round draft choices. It's crazy to heap this type of freshman on eight or pressure on 18 and 19 year olds. And that's what Arizona has right now. I feel bad for those kids you don't feel bad for the kids at cal though you were uh, texting me last night man cal whatever their issues and everybody's got everybody's got to play some young guys now some teams play a lot of young guys but everybody's got to play some young guys and cal that was uh that was a good win for them over colorado 
That oh, best one of the year. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. For a program that's trying to develop, uh, that was, I didn't see that coming. I, not at all. Colorado's got a ton of experience. Literally everyone was back. And to go into Berkeley and win, that, that was a shocker. It just, that is the ultimate example of this season and this conference where it is so crazy. It is so unpredictable. Who knows? I just don't have any idea what's going to happen from night to night. They're now uh, five teams separated by a game and a half. Arizona's in fifth place. Right now, they wouldn't get a bye on the opening day. But they're only a game and a half out of first. And they're playing UCLA, so they got a chance here to uh, tighten things up again on the weekend. Yeah, and watch Arizona. will go over to Pauly, uh, up the freeway a little bit, and they won't miss any shots. I mean, that's just the Yeah. That is just the way it goes. They will uh, <clears throat> 57-48 game, so low scoring but they got too much talent for that. It is a weird offense. I thought when I saw them play, and it's partly because uh, I know Nico Mannion because of pace, I thought they were going to just be a ton of pick and rolls and the ball will be flowing, but it is so static. Guys are standing still. They're making themselves easier to guard. It's, uh, it's a weird deal watching them play. All right, PK checking in. DJ and PK coming up. Kyle Gunther on Utah Spring Football. Jay Drew on BYU Spring Football. That's at 8 and 9 o'clock. David Locke, radio voice of the Jazz at 8.30. Coming up next, it was just it was a huge misunderstanding. It was just a misunderstanding. And, of course, there were about 40,000 assumptions made in front of it. And people are really heated. Everyone's got to calm down. Back in the day, the kids don't say chill pill anymore, do they? No, I didn't think so. Hey, Grandpa. That was a grandpa call. <laughs> right there. Is it, did, your dad, did your dad say that, or did your grandpa say that? My mom says it more than anything. Your mom does? Yeah. Take a chill pill. Yep. All right, DJ and PK, it's 97.5 and 1280 The Zone. Big Show. Big Show with Gordon Monson and Jake Scott. You ready? You guys ready? Sam Amick, senior NBA writer for The Athletic. What do you make of that report? Mike Conley was going to go to the bench in favor of Royce O'Neal, and then a couple hours later, actually Mike Conley remained in the starting lineup. Joe Ingles goes to the bench. I mean, I think it's a symptom of some of the struggles going on internally with the Jazz as they try to figure out how to make the puzzle pieces work. Mike is universally known as a team guy who is just going to do whatever's best for the squad, but it just it reflected uncertainty that's going on internally on how to use this roster. It's tricky as they're trying to figure it out at a crucial point of the year. Turn this up. Catch the Big Show, presented by Mountain America Credit Union. Afternoons from 3 to 7 on 97.5, 1280 The Zone and The Zone Sports Network. Visit the Ford Fan Zone on Level 6 at the next Utah Jazz home game where there are free Papa Shot games, cornhole, and foosball tables. Enjoy incredible city and mountain views while relaxing, enjoying food and drink, taking in the game, and socializing with friends. You know, people will come up and they'll say, uh, hey, and, and I want to get into the media. You know, I want to do radio. I want to do TV. I want to call games. I want to, you know, whatever it is. How do I do that? Give me a tip, you know. And here in Utah, you got a great chance to go to a school where you can do hands-on journalism stuff. And we've had at Channel 2, we have had interns, and then they turn into employees, and they have come from Utah, BYU, UVU, and Weber State, and SUU. A little less from Utah State, and I think we just get fewer interns because it's further away. But SUU's a long way away, and we've gotten kids from SUU too, and we've had employees from SUU. 
former Channel 2 people have gone off to teach at SUU and at Utah State. And so there's a little bit of a pipeline because we've got the connection uh, with former Channel 2 employees. And so they always say, you know, what should I major in? So true story, when I was in college and wondered, and we had a neighbor who worked at the local ABC station, KGTV in San Diego, and she was the assistant to the general manager. And so uh, she was talking to my dad one day when I was off at college. Oh, how's he doing? What's he doing? She found out. She said, oh, I'll get him in to see somebody. So I go in. I'm supposed to see the news director. Well, the news director was busy and didn't want to meet with some college kids, so I get blown off, right? So they, they, tro- they just trot me off to this assistant news director, who turns out, and I cannot remember this guy's name, I couldn't pick him out of a lineup. I had no idea. But he gave me some of the best advice. And one thing he said is, I asked him, what should I major in? They didn't have journalism at UCSB. In California, there's only a few schools where you can get the hands-on experience that you get at all the schools here. All of them. And you had to go to San Francisco State or Chico State. And I didn't know what I wanted to do when I went to college, so I didn't pick one of those schools. And then I found out. And... uh, it started kind of evolving towards that. And so I asked him, hey, my best Nickeldorf voice, hey, what should I do? <laughs> what should I major in? He's like, I don't care. I was, I was totally taken aback. I was in the chair, you don't care? What? He says, I care that you graduate. I care that you're a finisher. I put you in a photographer. I give you like a quarter million dollars worth of gear, which is probably more now. But I give you a quarter million dollars worth of gear, and I I tell you to drive 40 minutes north to Del Mar to do this story. And then I tell you, never mind, something happened in Alpine, which is like 40 minutes inland. Go there. Who do I talk to? I don't know. Figure it out. I need a finisher. My job depends on you figuring it out. That chair there can get through high school. I want college graduates. I want finishers. Okay, so I take that to heart. I change my major. I, I just find political science more interesting than these communication classes. Man, it was too many interpersonal communications. What your body language says to me about what you're thinking. I mean, that was interesting for the first class or two. But the third or fourth class, I was getting bored. And the thought of doing like 12 of them, no thank you. So I found the political science more interesting. And I don't really use it that often. But every once in a while, it pops up. And the one thing I've thought, and and partly it's social media and partly it's the economy, but people are way too wound up. Conservatives and liberals, everybody is just so wound up. And there's hair trigger stuff going off, and it doesn't matter how you vote or whatever. You see people going off, and I know you do this. Think about it. You see people going off. You see them going off at dinner, at a family dinner. You see them going off at church. You see them going off on social media. You see them going off, holding up a sign, some quote in the media. And it happened again last night. Garth Brooks concert, which, you know, PK might end up at. I'm not likely to. And he comes out, and he's wearing a jersey that says Sanders. It's got the number 20 on it. The concert was in Detroit. Social media went nuts. Nothing like supporting a communist to loss a few fans. Okay, it's lose a few fans, not loss a few fans. How about going to successful socialist country and doing some research? Oh, yes, you can't because there aren't any successful socialist countries. That's Bernie's shirt. I just lost a lot of respect for you. Good grief, why can't you just do what you get paid for? Why, why, why does it have to involve politics? The concert was in Detroit. Now, if you're 30, your parents, your older brother, your grandpa, somebody should have told you about Barry Sanders. He's wearing a Barry Sanders jersey. The crowd got it. Detroit got it. But the people on social media in the other part of the country didn't get it. 
So there's just all this just hatred and negativity about nothing. It's the same thing that happens here. We've had multiple concerts here where people coming out wearing, depending on the, the year, the generation, Stockton, Malone. Somebody wore a Kirilenko jersey and it was a thing. Yeah, there's been multiples. Yeah, yeah, it happens all the time. You do it, it creates a little more energy in the crowd. Yeah. Musicians aren't that different than the comedians. They don't want a dead crowd. They want to get you up they, on your feet. They get you understand going. what's going on. They feed off your energy. This is just a blatant attempt to suck up to sports fans. Who, by the way, to credit Detroit, both conservative, moderate, and liberal, they all got it. Apparently, he comes out in the Barry Sanders jersey and the plays 70,000 win nuts. Yeah, absolutely. Ford Field. He's a legend. Yeah. Bernie Sanders 2020. Come I mean, on. it is a funny coincidence yeah. that Sanders wore 20. Sanders 20, yeah. I but he, Sanders was wearing 20, 25 years, 30 years ago. All right, I could go on with this segment and give you all kinds of reasons why you ought to calm down, even if you hate Bernie Sanders and even if he does end up winning, which I'm not convinced he's going to. Or I'm not even convinced he's going to get nominated, but whatever. There's a whole bunch of reasons to calm down. But, man, that is just so over the top. People just blowing up, looking for something to get mad at. Everybody, deep breath. All right, when we come back, Utah Spring Football. Kyle Gunther talking Utes. Jay Drew's talking Cougars at 9 o'clock. DJ and PK at 97.5 and 1280 The Zone.